Welcome to the Bull Coes Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Jose, and today we will be going over the gate. American Bully, understanding the gate. Okay, I'm going to start this podcast off by reading you guys a standard of the American Bully, the gate. The American Bully moves with confidence and proud attitude. While keenly alive and alert to its surroundings, gate should be effortless and powerful. The action must be unrestrained, free, vigorous, with powerful drive off the rear. Front reach should be moderate and balanced with the rear. Legs turn neither nor out, nor ever cross or interfere with each other. Dog moving on the same plane, each leg moving in the same plane, shared with the other leg on the same side with minimal convergence. Back line should remain level with flexing to be very slight. Faults, rolling, pacing, sidewinding, hacking action, padding or pounding, not moving on the same plane, legs overreaching, legs crossing over in the front or the rear, rear legs moving too close or touching. I remember when I first got into this so many years ago, when someone said gate, my first thought was how does this dog show their gate? G-A-T-E. Now, I wasn't lying when I said when I first got into this. I was so green that anyone I've met since then has been in a better position than myself. Well, that was the truth. Since I started quite literally from the bottom, I have a different perspective than a lot of people. I also understand people like a second nature, and I know where the disconnect between the standard and the understanding of the standard is. In this article, I'm going to discuss the importance of gating and the reason why it's written in the standard on how these dogs should move. I also believe that this is the least discussed trait, kind of accepted as something every dog has, or, and, and that couldn't be furthest from the truth. After you read this article, you're going to have a newfound respect for that aspect of our breed. So if you glance at the pictures at the top, you haven't because you listen to audio, <laughs> I made a diagram of a dog gating. Do you see the triangle? That is to show the balance in which the dog is driving off their hind legs and the distance in which its forelegs or the front legs are reaching. Also, the diagram shows how both hind and forelegs meet in the middle, denoting structural balance. If the foreleg reaches further than the hind legs drive back, or vice versa, that means the dog is in balance. Now, when you see this imbalance, you should be looking for what, it's ca- what is causing it. What could it be? Could it be a bad shoulder set? Are the hips tight, not allowing the dog to open and drive? Are the muscle ligaments in the shoulders too tight? Um, Now look in the middle where the two meet. The forelegs and the hind legs should come as close as possible not cross over and not touch. If they cross over or if they touch, it's an imbalance. Often, if there's imbalances in the rear drive and the reach of the animal is there, it will be imbalanced too. When they come together, because the distance in which the legs traveling are different, it is going to be an imbalanced gait. Now, on a side note, guys, as the dog is gating, if legs in the front are crossing each other or legs in the back are crossing each other, it is imperfect or unbalanced, as well as if when the, and when the dog gates and the legs on each side of the dog are in, you know, working in in the same stride, essentially, and they're touching or if they're hitting, a lot of times the dog will sidewind, which would means kicking their butt out to make sure their legs don't come in contact with each other, which causes an imbalance. The last reason I like to see the gate 
and why it should be considered when deciding if a dog is breeding quality is that it shows the true top line. Make no mistake about it, guys. Some of these dogs are trained to the T. They're trained to stack to hide qualities or give an appearance that they have those qualities. All that training goes out the window once the dog starts moving, though. We've all seen it before, and I'm sure, but even if you have seen it daily, there's a difference between seeing and recognizing it. Once you train your breeder's eye to recognize these subtle changes, you'll be an all-around better breeder, exhibitor, and better dogman, or dog woman. This trait is often overlooked, or at least not talked about, and just may be one of the best indicators that the dog is good or bad for a program. I see it daily. Most of the community set up breedings because of the popularity or physical attributes of their American bully. They pit, they, excuse me, they pay little mind to how the dog moves. Seeing a dog move shows you little things like how the shoulder set is, how the hip, hips move, does the dog's flop or cross, does it sidewind or roll. If you see some of these things, they are a good indicator that the dog does not possess the proper anatomy or structure to move properly, and nor will its offspring. Even if being 50-50 between the sire and dam giving the offspring their DNA still means at least half will have it, if you're breeding to show your dog in confirmation, then you shouldn't be breeding to a dog with improper movement, because shows, classes, and age groups can be won and lost off of movement. I'll make my stand now on this topic. If you're not producing to try, if you're not producing or trying to produce dogs for the show ring, you should not be breeding. So the next time you're at a show, really watch the exhibitors. Pay close attention to how the dog is moving. Are they hitting all the points while they're moving? Does the dog top line stay level? Are they shifting the weight from side to side while they move? All of these things are, are things that judges look for. I hope now that I've explained in detail to you, you may be able to recognize some of these faults in your own dog. Then you can go and recognize them in others as well. For this breed to move forward, we all are going to have to be, do a better job at it. That means changing some minds of people and breeders that have been doing this for years and finding newbies that are easily influenced and moldable and set them down the right path. I'd like to see breeding and showing of the whole American Bully become more consistent, healthier, and stand for quality, not quantity. Thank you for taking the time to read this today, or at least listen to me, guys. If you have any questions or have issues on my views, please don't hesitate to ask.